0: Welcome back, everyone, to the Juice of Thought podcast. I'm Ammar, and today we have Hashim back again with us. Um, it's been a long time since we actually had you on the podcast.
1: Oh, yeah, it's been a while. Welcome to university.
0: <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. So last week we talked about digital distractions. Today we'll be following up on this and extending it into real life, into the material world by talking about our physical surroundings, the room the space you're in so let's start off with a little bit of an exotic question what is something physical that keeps you from paying attention
1: excluding phones i don't think that there is anything necessarily um i don't consider physical distractions a a big problem for me either um I am a person that could like go off track in a second, especially when I'm working alone. I could find a pattern in the painting on the wall and I could start thinking about why there is a pattern on a white wall and then end up somewhere else and the whole conversation is in my mind. But there is no physical item that I would necessarily say distracts me. If I have a pen and a paper in front of me, though, I'm probably going to end up writing nonsense on it just because I love writing,
0: but yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think writing really counts as a distraction, does it? I have no idea. For me personally, I find a lot of things distracting, honestly, especially when it gets to physical items because I like to fiddle a lot and I can't focus without having something to fiddle with, but when that fiddly thing is especially fiddly, if that makes any sense, (laughs) can get very distracting for me, especially when there's a lot of clutter around me. I have lots of stuff to reach out for, to grab. Um, That can get very distracting.
1: I think all of us remember when fidget spinners became a thing and teachers hated all of us in high school, early high school, middle school kind of years. Dude, am I too old? I just
0: remembered them. (laughs) The the world was simpler. This was like, I don't know. This was like, oh, God, that that was like five years ago. Exactly. I was in middle school. Yeah. Wow. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) This was like the first year of high school or something. Yeah.
0: I actually don't believe in fidget spinners. Um, I find them to be more annoying than distracting. Like. In class, anything is distracting, let's face it. Because, like, I think as a student, I would prefer yelling at the top of my lungs for absolutely no reason than listening in class. <laughs> and and that's just because class is boring, and that's the sad reality.
1: We're not talking about that today. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, we're not talking about that. But, yeah, my point is, um, fidget spinners only got popular because people needed a something to do but in reality i don't think they were inherently distracting
1: yeah i, th- I think there is something that's more psychological to it uh, to f- to fidgeting because some people would consider fidgeting as a distraction while other would consider it as a way to like stimulate your brain, stimulate an activity that would help your brain enhance its activity, uh, enhance its uh, functions while working.
0: It's a little bit of both for me, I think. I don't think there's like a clear distinction between both.
1: I think we need somebody to come and talk about that in podcasts. and <laughs> ten, 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 ten.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that, that's coming up next episode. We're going to be talking about... No, let's not spoil that. We're going to be talking about something that is... Uh, A little bit important with a special guest, but it's all coming next week and we'll keep the suspense at that. Yeah. (laughs) So when you think of physical distractions, what's the first thing that comes to mind really?
1: You see, if you would have asked me this question a couple years ago, I would think I'd give you a perfect answer. If you were to ask anybody that's older than thirty, they'd give you a Perfect answer. But for us, much of the physical world is in our phones. So it's a very difficult question to answer. Uh, Yeah, like you need to give me a specific setting
0: for it. I honestly don't really know how to specify, but I guess I'll start off with myself in that case. Um, For me personally, I find noise or sounds very distracting. Background noise when someone is talking right behind me. Or when there's a conversation going on in the background, anything that I can discern, anything I could like notice, um, that's where my attention goes automatically, and I just I can't focus on absolutely anything if I can hear a little conversation in the background or there's some. Music that I'm trying not to focus on or whatnot, which is why usually when working, I prefer to work with headphones and my own music because I know that won't be distracting me.
1: To all the marketing and business students out there, if you think that playing music in a shop is going to keep me in the shop, you're absolutely wrong. <laughs> sound and music, Sound and music are one of the things I hate because they are not. I wouldn't say distracting, but they are so annoying that they would distract me from what I'm doing. Especially the pop and hip-hop and all of the new kind of music that we listen to for some reason. I would agree. Sound is something that's so distracting. For example, let's talk low beats. People love them. If I were to sit and study with low beats, like playing, I would want to jump off her balcony. <laughs> that's how much I do not like them.
0: Well, that's a very unpopular opinion. Let's just get that out of the way.
1: <laughs> yeah, that, that is a very unpopular opinion. But then again, like when you're talking about sound and physical items, they, they differ because it's personal stuff. For example, again, I do not like listening to stuff that's not either calm, very calm piano or jazz uh, and not even j- jazz. is like some weird times. It's very little. It's more often the piano part. <laughs> but like, it's, it's very subjective because, that's for example, what I said is my taste in music or when I want to work the music when I'm working. Uh, physical products, I do not get distracted by colors, but I do dis- get distracted by things that move. This is why people wonder why I'm not an engineering student. But if there's anything that's moves in front of me, or not even moves, but like you can play with it, I want to know how you can play with that. So this is a major distraction for me.
0: I guess motion in itself is uh, attention-seeking in a way, which is yeah. why videos are always more attractive than photos and so on. That's why motion graphics are a thing. Yeah. yeah. One thing I also find very distracting is... Uh, Noise, not noise as in sounds, because we've talked about that, but noise as in clutter, as in not necessarily physical clutter either. But when we talk, let's say I'm sitting at my desk right now um, and my wall is blank. I have nothing on there because if I had posters, if I had drawings, if I had um, colored paper on there or whatever, I find that very distracting because even if it's something that's inherently boring, anything that can cause a visual stimulus, let's say, I personally find that to be very distracting because you'll always look at it and think, why is that there? Or What does that thing looks like? And that's when imagination kicks in. The whole world is opened in front of your eyes and suddenly you forget that you even had work to do. And three hours later, you realize that you had a deadline.
1: Uh, Yeah, I I think what you're just, what you're talking about right now and will answer actually one of our questions that we planned for later. But th- there is a th- this is, again, distraction in itself is subjective. Uh, and, and it's clearly seen by what you said and by what I said. I'm much more of a conversation and listening kind of person. I I do not often take points. Uh, for example, if I'm in a, in a class, I do not often take Notes. Uh, Most of my studying is done by me listening to the teacher or professor, and me having a discussion and conversation about that. Uh, But I'm not much of a person that likes writing notes or any of that. So it's it's very subjective because, for example, you said like. You're a very visual person, from what I understood. If if these things distract you, then this means that you're a very visual person. Uh, That's not the case for me. While I do love a roadmap, (laughs) and (laughs) most of my friends in university would relate to that or would understand where I'm coming from. While, While I do enjoy a roadmap, I don't think I'm a visual person.
0: Roadmaps are underrated.
1: Oh yeah, roadmaps are underrated. But yeah, anyways... Uh, I'm not much of a visual person, Uh, most, if you want to distract me, come and ask me a question that I'm very interested in. I am done. I'm out of there. I would never say no. I will talk for 70 hours and then I'd be like, oh, I missed so and so.
0: That actually brings up a point that uh, I wanted to talk about, but totally forgot, Um, people, uh, let's say you're living with a roommate, you have flatmates or whatever you want to call them. <laughs> <laughs> um, people can be a very huge source of distraction. Not necessarily them being there physically, but also you get a phone call and you're like, hey, do you want to hang out? Well, In most cases, does anyone really end up saying no to that? And like, that's the bigger question. Sometimes I
1: get that phone call at least before covid i get that phone call and i'm like i don't like you as a person that's the thing I'm, I'm talking with myself should i go out i'm like i do not like this person i we ha- I have tension with this person i hate their guts they hate my guts why would i want to go out and i end up going out it's like how
0: <laughs> because priorities
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah um uh,
0: so yeah uh people can be very distracting and not necessarily just hanging out or like going out somewhere but sometimes it's the simple things such as uh, hey do you know where that remote tv remote was or something um or you get the text of a question asking
1: and then you find the remote in the refrigerator <laughs> <laughs> this is based on a true story
0: <laughs> oh wow okay <laughs> if you're not putting it in the refrigerator are you really doing things correctly i don't know <laughs> So, yeah, so it's just that little question. All it takes is a slight interruption to break through that whole concept of focus and everything has just that entire tower you spent the last 45 minutes building has, has just suddenly collapsed and is now dust and nothingness.
1: Oh, yeah. People People are a distraction not because it's a problem with people and not because it's a problem with us. But then again, we're social creatures. Uh, and we uh, even the most introverted of us, like Ammar, for example, uh, is a sucker for social interaction at some point. Uh, so I feel like this is this just comes natural
0: to us. I'll pretend that I didn't take note of that. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. Um, social interaction is something we crave as humans, as much as I hate to admit that. And there's a lot of factors. I think the thing is with physical distractions is that it's not one thing that really distracts you, but it's like, it's a combination of things. And that's why it goes by unnoticed because you can't really determine what is it that's distracting you. It's just the entire environment, the whole thing around you is just an environment where you can't focus in.
1: Let me just give you an example for a second. A lot of people, especially minimalist people, Uh, love to sit in a room where the desk is white they have like a very short shelf that's like of six levels and it's also white, their chair is white, they have one minimalist photo in front of their desk or above their desk and then there's this plant that's like over, that's laying on top of it or something these things are a major distraction for me I cannot sit in such rooms and I do not understand how people consider that as stimulating and as the elimination of physical distractions to this day I do not understand how this works and
0: I genuinely believe you have very a very wrong image of what minimalism is. No, yeah, it
1: is, it is. But but that's
0: beyond the scope of this podcast.
1: it is, but it's like, it's also something that a lot of people, when they're taught, when you, I had conversations, especially when I entered into university about physical distractions and items that distract you. Most of the time, when I, when I asked, like, my friends, like, okay, what is your perfect workspace? They described this, this white and white, office with a plant and a yellow light, and then like, how can you, how is that eliminating distractions? So I think something that is something that just to note here is physical, eliminating physical distractions does not mean eliminating the items. It's more about self-restraint and establishing your boundaries with your items.
0: Yeah, definitely. Just cutting out things of your life is not going to help anything or anyone. Yeah. You need to actually be intentional about what you do. And that's the whole purpose of, I guess, cutting down or eliminating or minimalism in general. Which brings up the question, do the same physical distractions apply to everyone? Because you and I so far have had very different opinions on this. And many people would say that yes, the same this thing would distract everyone in the room, and or others would argue, no, not no two people would be distracted by the same thing.
1: Uh, no, I think both answers that you presented are on the extreme of the spectrum when in regards to this in regards to the topic. I actually think that there are certain items that are built well, to distract at least 90% of the population. And there is science behind certain products that are made just to do that. To answer your question briefly, uh, and without going to a long monologue, I wouldn't say everyone, but there are certain things that are built to distract the majority of the populace. And denying that would be a great uh, crime.
0: I actually pretty much agree with you on this. Um, If we take things from a design perspective, which is basically anything that I do. um,
1: What has your life come to?
0: There are certain... (laughs) (laughs) There are certain elements that universally attract anyone's attention. Um, We talk about bright flashing lights, for example. They're used on the roads for a reason. You have a red flashing traffic light because you're going to see it and 99% of people are going to see it. At
1: least if you're texting or blind.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, most probably that's the case. So in terms of design, you're talking that there are some things that they are going to attract your attention, whether you like it or not. It's just about if you decide to pay attention to them after they have attracted your attention or not, basically how long do you decide you want to focus on them for? Um, But there are other things, on the other hand, that are extremely subjective. As I said, I personally find sounds very distracting. Now, if we say there was a loud crash right now, that would obviously grab anyone's attention. But if we're talking just someone humming in the background or a background fan noise or something, that could vary from person to person. And so it's these little differences that people will vary upon, but there are also like the basic fundamentals, just like you said, that everyone would be distracted by.
1: That's the realistic and factual answer to the question. I know that there are people that would argue in favor or against what we basically said, and we'd love to hear that. Uh, But I think if we're speaking factually, this is what the whole thing boils to. It's certain elements. It's not necessarily the product as a whole, but certain elements.
0: So we talked about distractions. We talked about whether they apply to everyone or not. We talked about what are they? I think it's time to sum up with one last question, which is, how would you design your workspace to avoid as much physical distractions as possible? What what things would it have? What things would it not have?
1: This is a tough question. Because... Um, when it comes to design, I'm much more of a, at least traditionalist in what I imagine my office would look like. If you've ever been, if you've ever watched any British TV series where like you have this all wood and wood kind of office, uh, it's very elaborate. There's like shelves on, on the sides of the room and then. The desk is basically also wood, but it has this green lantern, uh, the green light, not lantern. <laughs> it has this green, green light on, uh, on the table. This is how I would imagine my office to be, because for me, this is not distracting. Uh, the, the, uh, the desk itself is pretty clear. It only has a light and probably my laptop and papers. And books and everything around is not so close to me that I'd be necessarily distracted by. Because if I want to go up and pick a book, I will almost always think, am I actually going to read this book right now? Uh, And I feel like this is something necessary that people should put into their lives to eliminate, distracting, asking putting like a verification point to when they want to act upon their temptations to distract them so yeah this this is what i think i would want to be this is like the perfect workspace where my brain activity is stimulated and i can function perfectly however does that eliminate all the distractions at least i hope so because that's my plan
0: (laughs) that's actually you gave like a very predictable answer and i kind of expected that but like i also expected some excitement from you not gonna lie
1: i mean look I, I gave you, I gave you k- kind of what I would love to have. It's not necessarily what I ha- want to have because I'm also, I'm also a little bit of a modernist in office design, which is something people don't don't predict when they see me. But I also love a white room with a black shelves and a wood desk, basically, and two couches and. Yeah, that, that, that would also make a perfect thing, for a perfect workspace for me where I'm, again, stimulated, where my brain activity is stimulated. But it, it depends, again, on what exactly are you working on.
0: I, I personally have always imagined you in one of these Victorian-style offices, London, in the 1600s, 1700s.
1: I would love to. They cost a lot of money, but I would love
0: to. Well, for me personally, I... I think I would take a very different approach, actually. Um, My ideal workspace is large with lots of desk surface area. Um, One thing I personally struggle with is that I like to keep everything I'm using next to me. So it's always within reach. And so having a small table at that really does not help me because that means I have to put things away while working, which I find to be very annoying and very time consuming. I mean, ideally, I would have three three hundred and sixty degrees of desk space around me, but that's like that's. I don't think that's physically possible. <laughs> I mean, it
1: it is doable. You can parachute into the middle of the desk.
0: <laughs> if that is something that's actually doable, I would not mind doing that at all. Um, so, other than my unrealistic desk space expectations, I think the most important thing is that it doesn't have any posters or any clutter, really around me because, as I said earlier, I find colors, items very distracting.
1: I think we can unanimously agree that posters in offices never work.
0: Yes, honestly, but I think a lot of people would actually disagree with this because it depends on the style of the poster, honestly. And sometimes you could just have something that's a little bit inspiring to look up to when you're bored and be like, get stuff done, you know, you better get this thing done. So it really varies and it's a very subjective thing to say. But I would definitely take your side on this. (laughs) So my walls would definitely be empty or they'd be lined with bookcases, honestly, because even though they can be a little bit distracting to have books in front of you and be tempted to grab one and read one. um, But I think having like an entire library like environment is very it triggers you to focus, let's say very calming in a way and last but not least actually my most important point would be no noise or like consistent background music that blocks out any other noise that would otherwise be distracting it just helps me get my brain into the the mood that i need to be one last thing actually that i just thought about is this is like the ideal workspace what what if you can't have the ideal workspace? What if you're stuck with the environment that you have? How would you improve upon that, or just find better ways to focus there?
1: Well, my answer my answer would be divided in two parts. Uh, number one at home, and number one not at home. Uh, it's Uh, When it comes to me working at home, I'm a pretty flexible rider. So uh, I don't work in my
0: bedroom where I have a desk. When it gets to people at home, you give them money, you tell them go have lunch or dinner outside and I'll have the house by myself for a few hours to work.
1: (laughs) I mean, that is an option, but I do not take much. But but again, when (laughs) when it comes to at home, so I'm a pretty flexible rider. So sometimes I'm working... On my desk, which is a very rare occasion. Uh, most of the time, I'm either working in the living room or in the kitchen because I love food. Uh, even when I'm not eating, the kitchen is like the perfect workspace for me. <laughs> so, yeah. But I think the major uh, the major answer lies in when I'm outside. Uh, it really also like diverts to two options. Uh, if I'm working at the office, I, I do not like cubicles and I do not like open workspace offices. I find them just a little too much. I like private offices.
0: For me personally, uh, I think the one and most universal tool that anyone could use to change the environment around them would be a pair of headphones. As I said, I find sounds or audio triggers the most distracting thing and just putting in a pair of headphones to block out the outside noise is the best thing one can do to focus on things. Um, Everything else really doesn't really matter for me personally. If you're talking visual distractions or like colors or lights or whatever, yes, they are distracting. I just don't personally find them that big of an issue. So if there is one thing and only one thing that I would do to my surroundings to change, to like help me focus in whatever environment, it would be a pair of headphones.
1: I wouldn't necessarily, I would agree on the noise aspect. I wouldn't just say a pair of headphones. I'd actually say good music because,
0: Yeah. <laughs> In a nutshell, I think we've summed things up pretty perfectly. We've had uh, two little sidetracks there talking about minimalism and coffee shops for some reason. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But uh, thank you all for joining us. It was uh, quite an interesting episode. Stay tuned for next week where there's a little bit of a surprise. And we'll see you all next week.